under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We got tingles in our silly places tonight. It's Brandon's birthday, so I'm letting him pick the music for the most part. And he comes out of the gate with this. Oh, you just told me under the bus? Yeah. Oh, I am. We are hiding in a safer place. Undercover, staying safe and warm You give me feelings that I adore They start in my toes, make me crinkle my nose Wherever it goes, I always know That you make me I know what this song's about But it's not how I would express that feeling Wherever you go <laughs> Just the look he's giving me <laughs> What am I gonna say? To my toes makes me crinkle my nose wherever it goes. I always know you make me smile. Please stay for a while. What's wrong with you, Brandon? <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's how we're gonna open up my show. I think it's it your was birthday a great song. and all. It's your birthday and all, but come on. Oh man. man, the look on your face, dude. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> it was so worth it. It's just not cool, bro. <laughs> Oh man! But, but how's uh, how's everybody doing tonight? It's good to see you both. I mean, it's not like we've just been talking for the last thirty minutes or anything. Or three hours. Or three hours in our case. Of course, Peyton. of course, of course. Um, Peyton, you tired of me yet? I can never be tired of you. Oh, that's Aww. sweet. Yeah, that's a little rom commy. That's sweet of you. Just saying. I try to crash the show as much as I can. Yeah, she said that we're gonna get married one day. He told me no on yeah. air. Oh, that's he denied up. me. Obviously, I'm not good enough for him. That's how I am. I'm straightforward. Haven't you seen most television shows from the 90s and rom-coms? I mean, I know we're going to end up together. Oh, of course. I already know it, but, you know. Baton, this is for your own. I have to prove myself. I said it earlier. If I'm on a date and the girl is sweet and has everything together and all this it's wonderful like he stuff, he doesn't know I'm damaged too. Well, you, you got to show it because uh, you want me to go crazy. I can go crazy. I, can, I seem to attract it and be attracted. Have, by haven't it. you seen the movie Secretary? He didn't fall in love with her till she got insane and just sat in his office. For four weeks. And he was like, I'm not oh, okay. sitting in your office for four weeks. Sorry. Mm. Well, I have like, a job. Like, you know what? I think she loves me. Well, no, maybe I should start doing, uh, because I don't have much time these days. Mm-hmm. And my weekends are very precious to me. Of course. Of like course, everybody's. Of course. Absolutely. It's a universal. It is. Free time. You want to use it wisely. Maybe I should start doing first dates on the air on my show. Oh, I don't think that's good. Idea. You don't think that's a good uh, idea? I'm gonna give that a solid no. Why? I want to hear y'all's explanation. Well, well, explanation number one. No, but if you want to hang with Joey, if you want to date Joey, I'm not gonna. You want to come hang with Joey? You want to be his first date? Oh God, I don't swing that way. <laughs> well, 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 you, you got to be much younger. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait a minute. Well, you think about this, Joey. If a girl invited you out mm-hmm. and then put you up on a stage in front of a panel of I, a thousand I, it women. It wouldn't be... You would be sweating bullets. I would love it it's, if I was told beforehand our first date is going to be in public for thousands to hear. I, and I was told that up front. I'd be like, ooh, that's interesting. Okay, that would Let's be, try it out. That would be inter- interesting for you because that is your career. Right. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. But, you, like... You're right. For the for average me, guy. For me, yeah, I'd be down with it because I love being on radio. Sure. But for someone else yeah they don't talk it's a test 
They they won't pass. They they will be well, terrified. Then, then, then you can't come on like, the first day. You know how some people can talk off air, but as soon as the mics come on. I'm trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> well, I think this is a terrible well, idea. Well, 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 I think it's a great idea. Well, what, one of the questions I have for both of you. Okay, yes. Question it, time, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, of course, of course. At what point do you stop compromising on who you're dating, like changing yourself to become more of what they like? I don't compromise. I did that once, and, you know, now I'm just doing me. What did you become? Um, a liar to my parents, to my oh, family, to my no. friends. We're, we're going to the creek, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Why did you lie? Because the parents probably hated him, which made her w- want them. Which made her want Again, if you tell me I can't have it, I'm going for it. Right. And and, and see, that's just like my little sister. Like, to trick her into getting with the guy that she got with, I acted like I absolutely hated him. It's like, no, I can't stand him. Next thing you know, she marries him. I'm like, catch it. Actually, I was flirting with a girl in uh, in D.C., I mean, I was only there for a day, so I didn't pull the trigger or anything. Yeah. Of course, of course. But I did get a number. Of course, That's a white, white House intern? No. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, Monica. I was about to say. <laughs> but I was talking to her, and she seemed somewhat interested. She seemed somewhat interested. But uh, as we got talking... I was saying something, and she looked at me and said, you do know you're an ass, right? And I was like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I go, exactly. I forever let it be known that I am an ass. I let people know I'm sassy. Right. And smart aleck. No, once a woman is aggravated by me, not in the like, oh, shut up, I'm not talking to you type of way, but like, I'm going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, chemistry. We're gonna be good together. We're good. We got some fake, going. stupid fights that don't mean anything. Those are exactly. the best. Exactly. That's those are the best. Exactly. You gotta you gotta nitpick for a healthy relationship. So true. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, you seriously gonna wear that? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know that shirt you're wearing? Yeah. It's a. Uh, you sure you wanted to wear that today? Yeah. Wait. Okay. I am wearing my favorite T-shirt these days. You have a lot of favorite t-shirts. What, what does it say? I can't even... I see Paul. That's all I see. And then Grapevine, Texas. It says Paul Smackage. Oh, of course it does. Master of the small package. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what character, what, what that is right there. That's somebody putting on a small package. Wrapping somebody up in a small package, brother. Okay, brother. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shirts. Paul Smackage, Master of the small package. But yeah, we have... Um, we have 48 minutes left, Peyton. Mm. And I, on occasion, like to throw it out there that uh, you can ask me anything and I will answer... Anything? Sp- yeah, pretty much to the best of my ability. I've had some weird questions thrown at me mm-hmm. over these last few months. So, if you want to ask me a question or if anybody out there listening wants to ask this complete stranger a question, two seven two nine two two eight, we'll treat it like a first date. Or maybe like a fifth date, so the questions <laughs> are better. Do you have anything you would like to... Not off the top of my head. Not off the top of your head. Um, You got to get quick. I know. I got to, you know, I got to... I got to think of something good. Right. You got to give me time. Right. My question's got to be on point. And by the way, somebody stole Brandon. Yeah. He just left us. He was pulled out of the studio. Just got up and... It's like the hook, the shepherd's hook. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. Well... If you don't have any questions, I'm going to talk about what excited me the most today. Do it. I want to hear it. Actually, do I really want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. There's a new song that came out. It's not really new. It was recorded in 1983. So it's been re-released? Yeah. Okay. Who's it by? The full album's coming out in uh, in September the 21st. Mm Mm-hmm. So in a couple weeks. Yeah. So in a couple weeks. And uh, I'm trying... Is it on YouTube? Please be on YouTube. Now, is this an old band, or is like is it a remake by someone else from an old band? Uh, it's not up yet. Damn. No, but it's Prince. 
Okay. Is a as the first reissued album of stuff from the vault. They're releasing an album where it's just him and a piano in 1983. Oh, nice. Playing a lot of songs that were yet to be released, uh, different versions. You can hear him working it out, and it's fantastic music. Sometimes really music songs are better with just one instrument than they are with so many others. Right. Uh, well, and just to hear this guy, a, a master, really. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, no, no. Review. It's a review. Crap! Uh, it's not even on YouTube yet. It's the mournful stoics. But uh, it's it's really good stuff. Um, I was just telling her, uh, something came out today that it just has me excited. I'll, I'll do it this way. Um, yeah, just play it on your phone. <sighs> you alright? Everything good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything good? Brandon's back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple of ladies just had some car trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you are the man who knows how to fix a car. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was... It sounded very It did. It sounded what? It sounded very dirty. I just thought about that. I'm not trying to be dirty. Of course not. Of course sure. not. No, but coming out September the 21st is Piano and a Microphone 1983. It's the first issue from the Prince Vault. <laughs> and they came out They earlier, like, Two months ago, they came out with one track off it. They just released another track on it. Uh, oh, and they're just going to release track yeah. by track? Well, no, and they come out with the whole thing September. And so this is 17 days. No, I'm not going to play the whole thing this way, obviously. It's good stuff, though. And the whole album is just him at a piano playing. Playing around. Yeah, it's like tracks that would be released and go to be famous, like Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. Just him on a piano playing Purple Rain. Strange Relationship. International Lover. That's right, baby. <laughs> Can I take you for a ride? Anyway, I'm pumped about that. I'm excited. I'm going to get it on vinyl. It's going to be their issue so, on so, vinyl. So, 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 wait a minute, young Peyton. So, what are some of your favorite artists? Like I said, with movies, God. I like anything and everything. But lately, I've been on this 80s kick. Yeah. Oh. My parents, you know. Okay. Who from proud. the 80s? Um, on the way here, I was listening to Meatloaf. Sweet. His album, Bad Out of Hell. Mm, great song. And uh, I Would Do Anything For You. It was like a good 10-minute song. I don't think that's on that album. But it's... Uh-oh. This one is. Pull up. Well, yeah, Amazon I, Prime. Yeah, Ooh. but I thought I would do anything for love was on uh, the next Bat Out of Hell album. It has the same photo cover as a. Uh, hmm. Because uh, the original Bat Out of Hell is is pretty. Anyway, uh, Meatloaf's a great choice. I love oh, yeah, Meatloaf. Oh yeah, especially for the eighties. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good one. Great choice. Pass and I think that's isn't that like seventies. You, you just yes. got. You just got to be technical, Joey. Yeah, I, well, it's we, late seventies, like earlyish eighties. Okay, yeah. So seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like we have a phone call. I've opened it up, by the way, while you're gone to okay. questions. And so, if you any. have any questions for me, be thinking of them. Gotcha. And she doesn't have any questions. Of course, of Let's course. Just call me out yet again. Two seven two nine two two eight. Two seven two nine two two eight. Right now, you're kind of like the girl on a date that just. I have salad <laughs> and water. Ew, no, oh, gross. No. no, I'll have a water. Give her the baby back ribs. <laughs> yeah, give yeah. me a whole pizza to myself. Some mac and cheese? Yeah. Okay, cool. Baked potato? Yeah, I like Baked that. beans? Exactly. We're going to eat tonight. Peach cobbler? Mmm. Mmm. Uh, who doesn't love peach cobbler? <laughs> well, let's go to the phone and see who this is. News talk here on there. Oh, surprise, surprise. It's Mumnut. Hey, Mumnut, what's up? King Mumnut the first. I was just wondering if y'all could, like, maybe... Have you ever heard of a jolly car? A jolly car? Uh-huh. No. But it, I think it was made by BMW. Kind of like a tourist ride-around vehicle. Okay. Y'all should get one of those and let Peyton be the driver and drive around and have a party. Oh, that... I'm looking at one now. That is a spectacular car. It looks like the Urkel mobile. <laughs> yeah. It does look like the Urkel mobile. Anyway, I, I, do you have Access TV? That channel? Access? 
No, I, I don't have cable. Oh yeah. Oh. Anyway, they they have a lot of old uh, music concerts and all kinds of good stuff. Anyway, every Monday night they have a movie. I recorded Clean Blade the other night. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, I don't <laughs> Would you uh, date Sling Blade, Peyton? Do Bill about Thornton, no. even though he's a little slow. No. Man, ain't money. He might have killed somebody with a sling blade to protect his mama. But he got a good heart. Kelly? Yeah? Did you go to St. Bede? I did go to St. Bede's. What year did you graduate? I graduated from Montgomery Catholic High School in 2007, the spring of 2007. Such mm, a baby. Peyton, you just graduated, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Well, I just graduated college, yes. That's cool. You, are you going into uh, radio stuff? I'm trying. Well, look at uh, Sky Mosley. He got in there. Yeah. You just got to keep banging on the doors. I was talking to uh, the buttery one last night, Bob Howard. He was talking about how he guy worked real hard to get that job. Exactly. And, and a lot of Four months before you put them on air. Work <laughs> equals results, man. You got to work uh, long enough and hard enough. Keep at it. Exactly. Hey, Peyton's doing a good job. Running up a resume there. She's doing a good Working. job. Thank you. So, anyway, uh, y'all have a good weekend when it gets here. All, All right. right. You, you too. too. Thanks for the call. Thank you, King Mum Nut. But um, what I was going to say is a lot of people don't realize what we do is what we do here. It's only 25% talent. Everything else... You got to put in the work. Exactly. You got to mm-hmm. put in the work, the time. Mm-hmm. Not for uh, me, it's like 10% talent. What, what? Really, Joseph? <laughs> yes, it is. I, what, am, what I it? am one of the most boring people on earth. I, I, I told you, he's he's Justin Long in every rom-com you've seen. Okay. I am. I don't mind he, being he Mr. Really Long. Is. He is. Justin Long. I mean, like, give me an example. Uh, the movie I was talking about, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. He comes off as the cool friend. Right. You know, just trying to help a girl get a date. Right. But eventually, you know, well, no, I'm not that type of guy. I usually just date and go. But yet he calls her because he misses her. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't realize that's why he's calling Until the end. Exactly. Until she goes off on it. I think we just ruined the whole movie for everyone who hasn't seen it yet. So sorry. Who hasn't seen that? That movie's old. It is old, but you know. That's just like who hasn't seen My Girl. I hate, I hate that movie. Macaulay Culkin. Oh, God. Yeah. Wasp. He's only in there for like 10 minutes. Exactly. Wasp. That's all you My need to know. My Girl 2 isn't that great. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was It was a movie we had mentioned before where Macaulay Culkin bites the big one. Oh, okay. Yeah, trips yeah. over the wasp's nest and never they makes just, it out. Mm, that's a terrible way to go. Yeah, but what... What kind of surprised me was, I was like, for a 90s movie, they really wasn't doing a lot of dark movies like that in the 90s, but I was like, wow, he actually died. Like, right. okay. Right. I think he was allergic to him, too. Exactly, which made it even worse. Yeah. Terrible way to go. Anaphylactic shock. Mm-hmm. Uh. Terrible way to go. So I would so, hate to be eaten by something. Be so so, so he, that's another question. Like, what would, what do you think would be the best way to go? The best way to go? <laughs> In my sleep? Well, no, and it kind of has to do with that bubbly song you had me playing. <laughs> it starts in my toes and it crinkles my nose. And then my heart stops. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. then, and then your wife can definitely talk junk at the funeral like, hey, I put him there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no, bang. she should be proud. I mean, like I want her to that's tell why, the that's world. what he was saying. Like she can talk so much crap. Well, right. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. That was me. Exactly. It's gonna be like a great way to go. But I wouldn't. Wait. I would wait till like a couple weeks later, because some people would be like, "What? Well, well, so no, you? What? Well, 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 no, 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 no. You you think about this. Most of your husband exes are gonna be there. Oh yeah, and, I'll be talking big game then. Oh, oh heck yeah. You you get him to the corner like, hey. Exes right. really show up at a funeral? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. At my papa's funeral, all my uncle's ex-girlfriends showed up. Really? Mm-hmm. Even uh, his current girlfriend, who's now his wife. And why do you think every Tyler Perry movie where they have a funeral, you know, somebody always show up? Who them kids over there looking like daddy? Shut up. <laughs> you know, the mother up there like, shut up. Don't say nothing. Don't yep. say a word. And it's happened. Yeah. God, especially down here. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's 
It's everything down there. I don't know. That's kind of rough. Help, like, you you know, and you start raising another man's kids. I, I don't know. I don't know how... To, I really don't even you know? know how to answer that. Because, because at the same time, even if the situation was reversed, it's still tough because... Like, if it was infidelity in the marriage and the wife comes up pregnant and it's like, you know it's not yours. But yet and still, you still love her and... You're going to love this child as your own. Exactly. But do you ever ch- tell the child? They <laughs> usually don't until they're old enough. Like, I don't, I don't know. E- either they wait too, till they're too young or too old to tell them. You know, the... The point where the child is in their 30s is not a good time to tell them, oh, yeah, you're adopted. Mm. Or you're not mine. Right. But that's, they usually tell them that, like, when the parent's about to pass away. You know? Again, I know, not I know, a good time. I know that's not a good, not a good time. time, but, like, you're just like, I have to tell you this before we part. I, I don't know. I don't think I can but do that. But I feel like if it were a closed adoption, I wouldn't tell them. Because well, I'm raising you as my own. Right. You know? Well, that doesn't come into context until, like, if an emergency happens and I need a blood transplant. And well, I'll like, do hey. without my child knowing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's, That's just my opinion on it. You yeah. know, I, real quick, Peyton, I want to have a big downshift here. Okay. Change gears. What is your, do you think Nike's uh, <laughs> new strategy here is genius? Because I think it is. Of With course. With Colin Kaepernick? Of course. You take the most polarizing man who's not even playing, who hasn't even played football in a year and a half. Right. Put him, make him the spokesman for your commercial. And people up there like, oh, well, they're burning the shoes. They're burning the shoes that they've already bought. Mm-hmm. Where is Nike losing? This is free publicity for Nike. Mm-hmm. Nike is about to make billions. Just like people are cutting off the logo. Oh, yeah. And still wearing it. Well, dude, you're still wearing Nike. And you've already paid for it. Right. Well, I once, when we grew up, we had a dog, a beagle named Nike. Really? Because we named her Nike because, like, on her back, the one of the white dapple spots on the black fur was a Nike swoosh. Oh, that That's is pretty cool. cool. It was kind of a natural Nike swoosh, so it's like, we're going to call her Nike. Unfortunately, she got some weird disease where like her bile from her liver would get into the bloodstream, so she'd have seizures and get ornery. Mm. It was bad. It was but, bad. But you know what? If I had that dog still and was healthy, and you know I'm really pissed at Colin Kaepernick, and what do I, I got to put the dog down? <laughs> I, get, I feel like that's where we were going. No, no but but at no, the, that's where I went, Peyton. <laughs> that's where but, I went. But at the same time, every. What gets lost among all this is the reason he was kneeling in the first place. Oh, I know. You know, we know, but I mean, most people, they're just like, oh, Nike, oh, Colin Kaepernick. Most people don't even know why they don't like him anymore. Yeah, well, it just, when I first saw that, I was like, I get why you're doing it, man, but uh, it's not the, probably not the uh, most oh, effective oh, way to get oh, the message oh, 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 wait a minute. Kind of like Kylie being at a protest on a Pepsi commercial. Yeah, that was a great idea. That was a great... And, and let's take a Pepsi from, from a cop and, hey, we're all friends. Yeah, that, that was a great... That was great marketing. I thought that was... That was great marketing. No, Pepsi's trying to say we bring everybody together. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. And that's why the commercial is no longer seeing the light of day. The cops then. and the protesters all... No, no, the divisions in our society said, to hell with you, Pepsi. And was done with them. Yeah. The hell with you. They went from the Southern Original to the Southern Brook. Yeah, well, let's see who's on the phone here. News Talk, you're on there. Yes, um, I was just calling because I've been listening to your comment. And yeah. I don't know that it's so much like Colin Kaepernick now, but the socks he wore mm. was an insult to police officers. And the I don't socks know he wore in one of the practices? Yeah. Yeah, I'm remembering that now. And, I mean, that's a big thing. It isn't... I I bought Nike. I'm 63 years old. I'll never buy another Nike product because it's like they capitalized on what an an awful thing he did. And he did it for a reason. Exactly. He did it to make a point. Exactly. Do you know what that point is? And he insulted a lot of police officers and people that... You know, when you need somebody to come help you, you're going to call a policeman, the majority of people. 
So when y'all say, oh, people already bought Nikes, I've bought Nikes. I bought Nike stuff. I will never buy it again. There's too many other companies out there to buy nice things from. But when they put him on a pedestal like he's somebody important who stood up for something, he stood up for something and made a point, but he's done nothing about it. But my the reason I brought this up was more asking about the uh, marketing strategy here. Is the uh, idea I think the idea is lose money because I think right. a lot of people look at this and they go, you know what? You're right. He knelt down, but he also wore socks that were an insult to any police officer. And if you have family or firefighters or any of that or friends who have people that put their lives in front of other people's because of their job. Like, he didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Anyway, that's my point. Well, my point is I'm bringing up is that essentially it gets everybody talking about Nike, and there are going to be people... Oh, absolutely. I wish we did. But, you know, it's it's really a shame that it's kind of come to stuff like this. Oh, that yeah. when people do make a point or wear pink socks, they make them quit. Or Tim Tebow, you know, putting a, a phrase out of a Bible under his eyes, or you know, it's such an awful thing. Didn't this but happen? He gets away with that. And didn't and something these, happen with McMahon when it was back with the Bears too? He was wearing things on his headband, and they made him stop or something. I don't know. I'm just, it's it's very disappointing because. To me, of all things, it's what he wore, and he wore it. He wore those socks because he knew he could, and he made a point. And forget about why he's kneeling, because that's like, to me, something else. For somebody, for all these people kneeling, I wish I would see them take some of the money they make and make a difference. Okay. Um, If they care that much about it, they'll make a difference. can, Can I ask you a question? Now, yes. you, uh, how old did you say you were? 63. 63. Okay. And have you lived here your whole life? In Alabama? Yes, ma'am. No. Okay. So you've experienced other cultures, other places, and things like that? Oh, yeah. I've lived in Florida, and I was raised in Louisiana. Okay. Okay. So have you had many run-ins with the police? Yes, I have. Okay, and... I don't think all of them are perfect. Just like, I don't think any one person is perfect in the whole world. But if you're going to make a difference, then make a difference. You have a lot of money. Like, go out to communities and go to churches and go do something. Well, I... I Because him kneeling did nothing. As far as I'm concerned, him kneeling for the national anthem proved nothing. But forget that. What about the socks he wore? Okay. Let's you, talk about that. Okay, the but it... Big, but, but the big with police uniforms on. Let's oh, talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, we can, we can talk about that break, because... That, was that him making people aware? Well, it's gotten your attention, didn't it? Uh, it makes me mad. Oh, there yeah. are more black people killing black in Chicago. I watch the news and I watch a lot of channels. And I'm like, why are... Why, why isn't he mad about that? Or why isn't he going to do something about that? But at the I, s- I, I probably don't need to talk anymore okay. about oh. this because I, I feel like a lot of people feel this way and a lot of people don't. But if you really want to make a difference, then then go do something. Okay, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. All right, and the show is an open forum. You can say whatever you like for the most part. Exactly, exactly. And we encourage people's well, opinions. And I also, I, when all that was happening with Kaepernick, I like the socks. She has a point. Like it, he, he, I think found a cause he believed in, mm-hmm. and he used his platform because he really thought I have this platform, so I need to use the platform to help out the cause. And then when it came time to kind of push him on it, like the because it is a controversial subject, the issue of uh, police brutality and all the videos of the shootings, these sort of things. And the officers that's essentially getting time off from work with pay. Right. 
and usually not getting convicted. Yeah, right. Um, it's a it's a tough subject, and when Kaepernick was pushed on it, he wasn't exactly the most eloquent spokesman. Um, he was good at the protest. Of he was course. good at the symbols, but uh, it. And this is the nature of especially tough topics. There's going to be a lot of heat, um, a lot of heat coming, and a lot of emotions um, from from both sides. From both sides, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have my proposal, and you'll rarely hear me suggest more money to the government. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll rarely hear me suggest people need to go to school more often. Okay. Um, never let edu- uh, you know school get in the way of your education. Love that line. Wasn't that Mark Twain? But uh, I think in this country, if you're going to be a police officer for the good of the community and for the good of the officers, there needs to be much more training and school, too. Like, training and school. Well, as w- And I'm talking about you are credentialed in the same way a doctor is credentialed or a lawyer is credentialed. This is what goes on in other countries. Right now, we are taking folks have a quick training period low pay, and you also have very young kids out there trying to be police officers and they make pretty bad decisions. You also have, on the other hand, it's tough to talk in a national sense because it's a department-to-department thing. What's going on, say, in Montgomery, Alabama isn't what's going on in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or going on in San Francisco, California, or certainly not what's happening in Ferguson, because what happened in Ferguson didn't happen in a vacuum. People didn't get pissed all of a sudden because of just Michael Brown. There was something else. There's, it was a longer story. That That's true, but at the same time, that's just like here. You know, there are systems in place because you will never see the same cops, like, record-wise and stuff like that, even if they're the same race. The same two, two Montgomery cops. One patrols Bell Road mm-hmm. back there along Bell Road, and another patrols the Southern Boulevard. Mm-hmm. The one that patrols the Southern Boulevard, nine times out of ten, will have more violent complaints. Usually will have a, a more sconchy record. Whereas the cop that's on Bell Road, a, his record's clean. I mean, they keep certain officers in certain areas for a reason. Yeah. You know, and when that system gets taken out of place, I don't think the department will know what to do. So that's why they keep that system going. Oh, okay, you have a history of violence. Okay, you've just joined the force. We're going to move you here. We think you'll do better in this area. Because you have a particular record as an officer? Yes. Interesting. And and the fact that you might do better dealing with certain people. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. At at least that's the the rule of thought. I don't know if that's true, but I I hear you. Yeah. I'll listen. Um, again, well, look, we're almost, we got to hit a break. Oh, man. This show took a turn. Yeah, that's true. I didn't that's really, true. I didn't want the Nike thing to go back into a debate of, that it started, but it's my own damn fault for bringing it up. I still think it's just a brilliant marketing campaign. That it's it going to piss a lot of people off, get people talking. A lot of people are just going to see Nike everywhere and stupid memes about it. And a lot of people will never buy or use Nike again. But it does open the dialect up. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, I want to tell folks about the guy who I'll probably be hanging out with this Saturday, um, who has been a gracious sponsor of the show. And he's taught me a good bit about the housing market, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. Uh, Folks, if you want to check out some listings, homes for sale, um, if you want to put up your own house, for sale. You can check out thegoodsongroup.com or you can give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call, 322-0662. In particular, uh, what we're focused on, and this changed Eddie's own life, is investing in certain uh, properties and turning them into rental properties. But some folks might hesitate with that, saying, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to manage a property. What if I buy a property and I don't get tenants immediately? It doesn't get rented out immediately. Well, this is why Eddie Bader is with the Goodson Group. Because they take care of all of that. They take care of all of that. You buy a property to rent out, they will manage it. Before you even close on a potential rental property, you can tell Eddie, I'm looking to invest in real estate to rent it out. And he'll say, okay, what we'll do with the Goodson Group is find tenants for you. Find people to rent the place before you even close on the property. That way you have money coming in the first month you own it. 
and you get a good rental history with the place, it's a win-win all around. Or, you know, maybe you're growing with your family. There's all sorts of reasons to buy or sell your home. So give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. I'm going to call him because I'm going to be having beer and pizza with him this Saturday. 322-0662. Again, that number, 322-0662. Yes. Um, Let's hit a break. All right. Let's hit a break. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. It's Brandon's birthday, guys. Happy Thank birthday, you. bro. Thank you. Hi, Bate. You, I, your contacts are killing you over there, aren't they? It looks like she's I crying. Like, and I'm, I'm not a crier. No, no. I wouldn't know it. I was, I was, right now, it looks like I'm a crier, but yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. It's late, I'm feeling Joey Clark. I'm letting Brandon choose the music, folks, because it's his birthday. Oh, yeah. I like this, though. I like how I've heard this before. No, I want to bring something up with the Brandon. And this is real talk. Okay. This is serious, real talk. Um, like, I watched the, the new LeBron James show. Okay. Uh, the Shop. Oh, really yeah. good. They're hanging, you know, him and other professional athletes, like Snoop Dogg's in one segment. Um, and they're just hanging out, talking pretty openly. And, I mean, there's a lot of points they made. But here's what I take away from it. Because I do, I've also worked in conservative talk radio for seven years now. And one thing I take away from it, especially an issue like, uh, say, police brutality, is... How different the perspective is. Like, people... Like, two different worlds completely. Yes. Has this been your experience? Like, when you try to talk to somebody about, say, any issue, where it is... You, people are having trouble even beginning. Well, well, the thing is, it's hard to talk to anyone about an issue when they ultimately believe ultimately believes their side is 100% on the right. Yeah. And my belief is no, neither side is 100% right, but if we can just have a middle ground. And then why do you think it's so, it does get heated? It does get where people are defending their side rather than listening to one another. Well, because everybody's everybody's experience with the police is different. Because your experience with the police and mine are two totally different things. I mean... I will say that I have been held at gunpoint twice in my life, both times by the police. Yeah, but... No, I didn't get shot. Exactly. At any point, did you... Because I've had... No, I'm scared to help, man. I I don't know. I, I shut up and went on the ground when they told me to. I did, too, but... At the- <laughs> See? Our experience is not that different. I've never had this When problem. there is a gun in my face... And it, especially if it's a police officer, yes, sir. Well, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm talking. Listening. I'm talking eight to ten years old, and we were kind of already bred up. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this if is a in, cop tells you to do this, you do this. You, yeah. This is in Detroit. Yes. And so you're eight years old. Yeah. Walking from my friend's house, I'll never forget it. Yeah. And, tell the story. And uh, I was there's an abandoned house between my friend's house and, and mine, and I'm walking past the abandoned house and. Next thing you know, SWAT just appears out of nowhere. And I happen to be walking in front of this house that they're raiding. Oh, Lord. So I'm forced to the ground. And, you know, I'm trying to get up like, what's going on? And before I can look up, there's an M16 at the back of my head. Mm. And, he, and the guy's just telling me, okay, just stay calm. Stay here. Just lay here. Mm. And, you know, because of past experiences, I knew, okay, if I, if I move or make a sudden move. Oh, sure. You know, but I'm nervous. You know, I'm eight, eight to ten years old. I'm nervous. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, we were just making a movie uh, at a friend's, like, dad's workplace. And they thought we were, like, armed robbers. <laughs> wow. Because we had airsoft guns. Yeah. Like, we got called in. as like, there's an armed robbery in progress. And they brought, like, full force, man. Like, the first officer that came around the corner was like, what the hell is this? This is not, <laughs> there's not an armed robbery in progress. It's just a bunch of kids. But then some others came hauling butt around the corner. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. 
And as soon as I saw that, four guns in my face, I got on the ground and I listened. Yeah. And it got cleared up, but I had one officer, after it got cleared up, walk up to me and goes, you know, I had a shot on you, son. It's like, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> Good Lord, well, I'm just a well, kid making well, a stupid movie. Well, but at the same time, that experience would never happen in my neighborhood. Number one, I'll be because yeah. we know not to bring a toy gun. Well, and I was about to say, I'll be blunt. I on that day went. It's probably a good thing we weren't black. And it's the truth. Split second decisions. And and, and it's the truth because there was a, a black kid in Texas who got shot. Right. Had a toy gun. Yeah. And the officer didn't even flinch. He lit him up. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's just tough. one of those things. But it is, it's just, uh, I feel like sometimes there are such different worlds and perspectives. And there's, especially in media, like we're on media right now. Of course, of course. Thousands of people are listening. They're going to take what they want to take from mm-hmm. whatever we say, whether we intend it or not. Uh, it's very difficult in media to have a real open conversation because it seems like, especially when you're in a public forum, there's there's more at stake. Like winning is at stake as opposed to understanding the person. And in some ways, the facts are the facts. And somebody's got it wrong, somebody's got it right. Hopefully, as you said earlier, people are coming from different perspectives can share in a, a, a truth well, well, that they build together. Exactly, but like I said, I mean, no side is a hundred percent right. Oh, I you agree. know, but if we can take some of the things that we both find fault in and build on it, well, and that's why, especially with policing, I would want to look at. I mean. There are histories, especially in this country, but I would want to look at in this day and age what's going on with a particular department. Like what was going on in Ferguson, for instance, and there was a lot going on in Ferguson before that, after the Michael Brown incident or before the incident. Well, yeah, years, and mm-hmm. I'm talking years of corruption. But then you also can hear an officer's perspective of like they see videos of fellow officers who walk up on a traffic shop, uh, stop. Like, this happened in Montgomery, a pretty famous case. Guy walks up on a routine traffic stop. Guy was speeding and uh, walks up the side of the car, and the guy in the car just unloads, kills him right there on the spot. And it's because the guy knew he had a warrant out on him. The officer didn't know he hadn't yeah. on it yet. And uh, so you can see why they're on edge. Um, and there's got to be a way to... And I think Chief Finley here has tried to do some of that. He's trying to bring in this local neighborhood policing idea where the people in the particular neighborhood are getting to know the people in the neighborhood. Um, well, well, because each shooting that I've seen on videos and stuff like that, whether it was old, young, the one thing I can tell you, they were scared. Oh, yeah. They were scared. Even though, you know... this Everybody un- involved. It, it, even though this unarmed unassuming black person is in front of him this cop is scared right but then i've you know like the people who run away they're scared too exactly because i think you're about to shoot me so yes i'm gonna run right you know i mean i assume the position so 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 Peyton, have you had (laughs) what type of experiences have you had with the police i've been in the back of a cop car were you arrested or were you just invited? Exactly. That, that was going to be my question. Because um, I, I feel like you would be the type of girl that would sit in the back of the cop car and like flirt with the cop or something and just flirt your way out of it. No, that's never happened. But <laughs> earlier this year, I got in a car wreck on I-20 right before you hit the Six Flags exit. Mm-hmm. And my car wasn't drivable because I got hit by a semi. So I had to get somewhere to get a rental car. Okay. So the cop offered me a ride to the police station. Okay. So, of course, I had to sit in the back. They're not as comfortable as you would think, and I was, like, slipping and sliding. Oh, yeah, because those seats don't have no grip on them. Mm -mm. And I'm wearing leggings on top of that, so it's just even worse. But he was flirting with me. I was not flirting with him. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Sure, sure. Right. I don't flirt all the time. Jeez, you guys. Again, different worlds, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Like, no, but also, I I joke about it all the time, especially when we're talking about the men women debates. Uh, Like, but I think my point applies to most of these debates, like black, white, man, woman, whatever. 
category, Democrat, Republican, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that I really, when I hear how do women think, unless you're getting really, really specific, women don't think alike. Mm-mm. Not at all. They don't necessarily have the same experiences. Same with men. I would say, like, the black experience in America. I'm talking out of turn here because I'm not, and that's kind of the rule. But I don't think it is necessarily universal. There are shared experiences, but yeah. people obviously think differently and have opinions about these things that are uh, conflict. Uh, and there's not a you, there's not a hetero or homogeneous uh, white experience in this country. I've met some white folks going, who the hell are you? <laughs> what the hell are you about? Um, and I think sometimes that label and the narratives that get built around the different groups, they inform people's mind. The narrative more informs somebody's mind rather than actually being able to speak out what they they really think. Well, well you, you look at something like this, like Obama was a straight A Student most of the most way through school. We haven't seen his grades. They've never been on. They've never been on okay, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Just went Alex Jones but, on. They're eating but, babies in Bilderberg. But the president, golden rap babies. But the president that he took over for was a D student his whole life. Do you see the difference? No, kind of. I'm just saying, okay, a white D student can still become president of the United States. When your daddy used to be president and you had a lot of money and you managed a baseball team, sure. Oh, oh, okay, but that goes back to acquired wealth through through family yeah. histories and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but Neil Barack did do it. it. He did it. He did. He did it. He did. And uh, and apparently you can like, I love how like the last few presidents have broken the the so to speak the glass ceiling. That's a bad example because <laughs> that hasn't been broken yet in terms of having a female president. But uh, like Bill Clinton said, I never inhaled. He gave that answer. It's true. He didn't inhale. He ate, according to Christopher Hitchens, who was at Oxford at the same time, he ate pot brownies. So he did not lie. <laughs> on, on that on that. On but that then instance. Barack Obama, the, like his use of like pot, for instance, was well known. Um, well, he, you, taught, he wrote about it in well, his own. Well, well, this is my thing. If you were president at that time, the economy screwed up. We had just came off the 2008 uh, home, home market crash. G, you got GM and Chrysler asking you for money, mm. and it's your second day on the job. Oh, good lord, yeah. Oh, guess what? Give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I think W admitted to using some stuff. It, it, it's it's interesting that brings Trump in context. Where I believe he's a teetotaler. There's one theory out there on the internet that he got like hooked on like the caffeine pills or something you know like what? that. You know what? But I, I think he pretty much because of his younger brother of his or something died due to alcohol. Like, Trump is a true teetotaler. He doesn't drink. He doesn't use drugs. Well, well, but this is my thing. I'm okay. I guess I, I can be okay with my president sleeping with porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't that, have a, I don't have a problem with If it, that's honestly. the worst thing you're doing right now, right. I, we're, we're, we're okay with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one day sleep with an intern, so. And a Playboy play. No, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm I laugh about. It's like he slept with a Playboy playmate and a porn star. Most of America goes, yeah, oh, yes, well, yes, uh, Donald. Especially down here, you know, most of the guys yeah. they're, they're in their house like. Well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, honey. Uh-huh. And then evangelicals who voted for Trump for the most part are kind of like, well, we don't like it, but yeah, he's good on other stuff. He's going to get us our Supreme Court picks. It's it's such a weird world. There's so many weird compromises that have to be made, and if you're going to play the game of politics, ah, so so you do admit that. That's just like when oh, you yeah. when you were talking about Obama and why most of his policies and stuff don't quite match up to what the things he promised. I was like, well, of course not, well, of because course. he had to play the game with the Senate. No, he like, had to okay, be- I'll give you this if you give me that. Well, he had to play the game, but I think he knew he was playing a game from the get-go. Oh, of course. And I think a lot of people were uh, taken for a ride in the sense that voting for the first time were thinking what he was actually saying on the campaign trail was going to be true when it was nothing like it. What politician actually lives up to their promises? Amen. None of them. None of them. Even go to your local politicians, your city councilman, your mayor. Mm. Oh, I'm going to clean this city up. Well, what he does when he gets elected, he cleans up his old neighborhood. Yeah. Not yours. 
And that's well, about it. i got to give Todd Strange some credit here. They've been putting a lot of money throughout the city. They have. Hard to believe, okay. but they have. I used to work at Parks and Rec, man. I saw it myself. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 guess, I guess I have to give you an out on that. Yeah, there, like, there has been some development. Not in the whole city. There's still areas, and especially downtown, that are abandoned and yeah, yeah not working well. Uh, but it's a work in progress. I've seen it change with my own eyes. Um, and I think Montgomery, in a way, has good things going on compared to other parts of this country. I was, I was about to say, um, is it like any new part of Montgomery that you like going to now, Peyton? No, she's a homebody. Uh, yeah, I'm a homebody now. I mean, we're asking I the go, wrong person. Oh, my God. I go, is, is she like the female version of you? Not it, really. It, she's not as weird as I no, am. No, I'm not weird. I'm more cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's more normal and... I go to Pelzer Avenue, mm-hmm. then back to my house, mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. Next day, back to Pelzer Avenue, <laughs> She's sleep. a lifeguard, yeah. Yeah. But, but downtown is actually coming back up. Yes, it is. So, 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 wait a minute. So, you are a lifeguard? Yes. So, you do the slow run and everything? I'm not Baywatch. Sorry. Ah, see, Baywatch just ruins. Talk about not living up to promises. It's either, it's either Baywatch or the Sandlot. Yes, um, exactly. So if I drown, are you going to save me? No, I'm going to let the other lifeguard save you because you just told me you're going to drown. Well, well, well but, but see, <laughs> this is the thing. It's preconceived notions because I'm sure if if the guy looked like Luke Bryan or something, you'd be like, yes, yes, I would save you. No. I think she would. Chris Evans, yes. Oh, okay. oh Chris Hainsworth, yeah. Evans. Evans. Captain she America. likes Captain America. Really? Which, by the way, Cap yeah. was right in Civil War. Iron Man was wrong. Thank you. Don't give in to an international body to control when the Avengers can be deployed. Good God, are you crazy people? And unmask yourselves? No. This is right yeah. after Winter Soldier. Where you had a huge government agency that was corrupt and taken over by Hydra. Now we're going to give it up to the international body? I'm sure that won't be corrupt at all. Exactly. Everybody has good intentions there. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Everybody's going to hoard their own superheroes. <laughs> Tony Stark feeling so guilty. Yeah, you should feel guilty, Tony. doesn't mean you should give up your complete power and control. And become a drunk. Right. Only happened a well, couple times. It's been a weird day for me, folks. It's been a long day. Very long. A long day. But tomorrow's Friday. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate you having me up, man. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much. Happy birthday. And thank you for joining me all day, Peyton. Anytime, anytime. Been a wild, strange trip. Be back tomorrow night. Ta-ta. Joey Clark. I got my